Welcome to the Fire Sprinkler Podcast with Chris and Logan. This episode of the Fire Sprinkler Podcast is brought to you by AGF Manufacturing. For over 30 years, AGF has designed and manufactured unique fire sprinkler products, including anti-freezing drum drips, automatic air venting valves, and corrosion monitors. These products accommodate the varying demands of the fire protection industry and help manage fire sprinkler systems more efficiently. AGF continually works with engineers and contractors in the field to improve existing products to deliver innovative, reliable, and code-compliant fire protection products for the commercial and residential sprinkler systems worldwide. AGF's product line includes Collect and Drain, Core Insight, Purge and Vent, Test and Drain, Remote Test, Inspector's Test, Test and Save, and Riser Pack. For additional information about AGF's products or to find a distributor in your area, please visit agfmanufacturing.com. Hey everybody, before we get into this episode of the Fire Sprinkler Podcast with Tom Mielter and Kerry Weber talking about the Shearoff Tester, uh, I wanted to do another you know, kind of a, a tradition now where I just thank everybody for the support of the Fire Sprinkler Podcast. Podcast is growing to around 12,000 subscribers, listeners, um, sponsors are starting to roll in, so I'm getting pretty good, uh, you know, I'm, I've been updating my, my things that I'm using to record. I've got a lot of good ideas in the future as far as uh, products that I'm going to have available. Um, so I just want to thank everybody for the support. If you have any suggestions for topics or if you want to come on and talk about your product or a contract that you have on the go right now, if you have an idea, get a hold of me at uh, www.firesprinklerpodcast.com. There's a contact us link and it goes to me. I don't know why I keep saying us. It's just me. It's a one man show for now. Um, anyways, thanks everybody for the support. Thanks for tuning in. Without further ado, here is my conversation with Tom Multer and Carrie Weber from the Reliable Sprinkler Company. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Fire Sprinkler Podcast. On this episode, I have Tom Moulter and Carrie Weber from the Reliable Sprinkler Company. Um, we'll get into the introductions here really quick, but just kind of briefly, uh, this episode is to talk about the Sure-Off Tester. Uh, I posted a picture of it on social media about a month ago when I first received the product. Uh, we've put it through the paces and we've determined it to be a winner. We like it, um, <clears throat> but I want to find out more about where the product came from who created it, and uh, w- what they think about the success of the product. So first, let's get into the in- introductions. Uh, Tom, why don't you tell me uh, who you are, what you do with Reliable, not so much now that you're retired, but um, maybe uh, how long you've been with Reliable and what you did when you were there. Sure. Hi, um, this is Tom Moulter. Yeah, I retired about a year and a half ago from Reliable after spending 25 years there. Um, I was when I left. I was vice president of product technology in charge of new product development and the technical services group. And what uh, what did that kind of entail? What what did you do with them? Uh, the technical services group. There there are go fix it squad. Um, I forgot how many we have right now, but a lot, or how many reliable has since I'm not there anymore. But uh, these are the guys that uh, take the technical questions from the contractors. Um, they need to go out and troubleshoot problems. They do that. Um, it was a very beneficial part of Reliable. I think we were one of the first ones to start that, where we actually took care of the customer's problems and needs, whether over the phone or out in the field, through a technical services managers group. And then the product development was just working with our product engineering group, um, coming up with designs for new ideas, whether they came from me, 
came from contractors, came from other people in our our uh, company. And the technical service group was real good about providing um, potential needs for the customer, and uh, we would take those needs and see if we could turn it into a product. So, what? Um, how many products do you think you had a direct hand in in creating with Reliable? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I have somewhere around 50 or 60 um, patents, but they, mostly they were team efforts. I mean, again, someone would come up with the idea. Um, I would help drive that particular product through the engineering group and um, make renovations based upon um, I had 21 years of contracting experience prior to coming to Reliable and we tried to look at everything from the, the contractor's perspective when we were um, designing a product and very to try and interest their need or to take care of their needs. Right. So, um, okay. So maybe, uh, maybe you don't have to go through the whole list of 50 or 60 patents. I, know, but, uh, I, I can't remember them all. <laughs> what, uh, what do you think you're, what are the highlights? Give me a top three or give me a top two. Uh, N252 EC extended coverage sprinkler, the corridor sprinklers, um, Actually, we were came into the residential market, um, not maybe first, but second. But we tended uh, at the end to develop probably the best line of residential sprinklers. Um, got more into uh, just getting away from the standard coverages and 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 things like that. So, and those were my proudest things. Probably the residential sprinklers, the extended coverage storage sprinklers, and um, the quarter sprinklers i think those were very innovative interest interesting and uh carrie uh how what do you do with reliable and how long have you been involved with them uh, i'm rounding up on seven years here in september with reliable uh i am the director of technical services uh if tom were still here i would be reporting to him um obviously we have a new person uh, that's taken tom's spot but uh, uh my job here is to kind of uh, uh, make sure that my eight, uh, I call them my road warriors or my Marines, I uh, got eight of the sharpest guys in the industry uh, scattered across the country here uh, doing bow trailer demos, uh, lunch and learns, engineer visits, uh, just general education of uh, customers and fitters, AHJs, uh, you name it. Uh, I, these guys uh, average about 120, 130 nights a year on the road. Uh, at various locations. You'll see us at uh, some of us uh, at the uh, conventions here and there. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of what uh, Tom mentioned. Uh, that's that's our technical service group. And uh, I, I like to say that we're kind of the bridge between the customer and the, uh, and the engineering and product development department here. Tom kind of touched a little bit on the fact that, uh, that we bring that contractor perspective. All of my guys uh, including myself, have all come from the contracting background. So uh, when the uh, when the engineers come up with a product, uh, we're kind of the guys that go in there and point out what's good and what's bad, and, and kind of tweak it for uh, you know for end user advantage. So kind of right. kind of I, I guess more more teachers than anything at the end of the day. Well, teachers and uh, you can't be a teacher without wanting to learn. So it's uh, you got to be passionate about your job. And it sounds like both of you guys are very passionate about your jobs. And uh, that's good to have. There's not too many people that are involved in fire protection that aren't extremely passionate about it, which is uh, kind of part of the reason why I started this podcast. Um, <clears throat> so we can get 
kind of into the history of the Sure-Off Tester. This is this episode is based around the Sure-Off Tester. So uh, it's a nifty idea. If you're not sure what the Sure-Off Tester is and you're listening to this for the first time, climb out from underneath the rock you're living in, check these things out. Uh, essentially what it is, if I were to describe it to you visually, it's a mechanical T with a cross coming right out of it. Gauge goes up, drain valve goes down. Um, Coming out to the side, you have an isolation valve with a long drill bit that comes through. And uh, why don't, uh, Tom, why don't you tell me why this product was developed? All right. Actually, I, w- I would like to take credit for the product, but um, <laughs> I'll take credit for uh, having Reliable get involved with it. Um, a sprinkler <laughs> fitter in Atlanta had come to me with his idea of this device. And as soon as I saw it, I loved it. Um, because I, I knew from my contracting experience what happened when you shut the wrong system off in a mall in particular, or mm-hmm. even in a high-rise it can happen. But the fitter brought it to me, and he had kind of a, a rough model that he'd made. They had been doing a lot of mall work, and as, as happens sometimes in a mall, you have either a, a new maintenance person at the mall or someone doesn't know what they're doing, and they're supposed to be shutting off the system for the store that you're doing renovation or modification work in, and they shut off the wrong system. The only way that you can discover at that point that this wrong system was shut off is when you start trying to take a sprinkler out, and you end up soaking the fitter and flooding the shop that you're working on. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is really disastrous when it is an existing building or existing shop that you're doing work in and you have inventory and product in there. But it can also be bad even in um, a new space in a mall that hasn't been occupied before. You put enough water in there and it starts running into the adjacent um, shops that are occupied or into the the shops below you. Uh, You can create a whole lot of damage in a short amount of time before you can shut that system off. It gets messy really, really quick. Uh, Really quick. And so when I saw the device, I thought, this is a great idea. And um, so we looked at it, and it was rough because he was a sprinkler fitter, and that's he had to work with what he had to work with. But he'd already been using it successfully on projects. So I looked at it. Um, we reached an agreement that we would obtain the patent for him um, and maintain the patent and have a, an agreement with him to uh, build the product with royalties for him for a long period of time. Nice. Um, <laughs> he's, he was a great guy. He brought me several other ideas later that didn't work out, but this one did. Um, when we looked at it, again, there were some certain features that we added to it as we, as we worked on it. Um, he didn't really have a gauge on it to begin with. You could just tell that water started pouring out of the little one eighth inch connection in there and that had a shutoff valve that, Yes, you still have pressure on the system. So we ended up putting a gauge on it, uh, an extra uh, drain valve with hose connection. And more and more we played with it um, in our lab. We found out that you needed to have some really special O-ring seals. So when you actually drilled into the pipe and pulled the drill back, that water wouldn't um, leak out the end of the device. So. And we experimented with a lot of O-ring seals and, and made that happen. 
Now, <clears throat> one of the warning tags that's on these things, it's got all the typical uh, kind of state of California, this thing's known to cause cancer, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Um, which Don't I poke think, yourself in the eye. And, yeah, and, I, th- I, think, yeah I think the grass has those tags on them out in California. Yeah, right. It causes cancer in California. Um, mm-hmm. But it's got on here, use a cordless drill only. Was there an issue with somebody using a corded drill? Um, well, did it burn out <laughs> the O-rings or what? No, well, there could be an issue. You, you don't want 110 volt and power with next to water you know things can always happen and that makes sense the worst thing you can have is a fitter standing up a ladder with a 110 volt device in his hand and get wet so that's fair um, i'll give you we that thought one. the ideal situation there was to uh make sure that didn't happen by using a cordless drill okay yeah that's uh i mean logically it makes sense as soon as you started saying it i was like oh you know what that was kind of a dumb question <laughs> <laughs> so um so how well, when I posted the thing on social media, um, like I said, we got about, a, you know, 100 to 150 people either private messaging me, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, all those things responding that they use them, they love them. Um, are you guys selling a lot of these things still? I'm, Carrie would have to answer that. Um, <laughs> well, uh, I know over the 20 year period that we've had it, it's, uh, it's sold very well. Let me I'll tell you quickly about my one my one uh, sale that I was involved with. We actually uh, took our valve trailer up to Canada, uh, up to the uh, Alberta province, and uh, I put a brand new one on the valve trailer. Uh, we we showed it, we talked about it. Uh, we were kind of in a hurry to pack up to our next uh, next customer visit. When we got there, it was gone. And uh, I talked to the salesman. I said, "Where did my Sureoff tester go?" And he goes, "I sold it for you." So, yeah, the customer we were at it just said, I got to have it right now. And uh, so, needless to say, we didn't show any more sure offs that, that week. But, uh, yeah, people see these things and they love them. Uh, my, uh, my story is a little bit different than Tom's. The one I, I recall, this goes back to probably 15, 20 years ago in Seattle. A uh, customer or contractor was out there working on the uh, – a remodel uh, spaghetti and systems going all over the place thought he had the correct valve shut down uh, proceeded to take the uh, grooved coupling cap off the end of the four inch main uh, needless to say it came off pretty quickly when he got those bolts <laughs> loose and uh, and then panic sets in and people are trying to find the uh, the valve risers which who knows how many levels up and down or concourses or way or whatever. So uh, that was a huge, huge, you know, one of those national news event uh, type issues that uh, could have been avoided with, uh, with the Shuroff tester. Yeah. And uh, speaking with the people on, on social media and stuff like that, there's a lot of companies out there um, across the U S and Canada that actually require them. There's a couple um a couple places in Toronto uh, that I found out recently require the contractor. You can't do any work in there unless you use the Shuroff tester. So you, you're you not permitted to do any work on the sprinkler system unless the Shuroff tester is used to confirm that the correct system is drained. So uh, it's, it's a large mall in Toronto and they must have had an issue, you know, years ago where somebody thought they drained the wrong system they didn't look for the for the milky water or for the heavy water is what i like to call it, is when that uh you know you back it out you only got a couple threads left and you still can't wiggle it uh you know it's a heavy sprinkler and there's probably water behind it <clears throat> that's typically the go-to for that but if you've got a drop that's 15 feet long you may not get 
as much wiggle as you should. But uh, the yeah. Sherpa tester is a yeah. much better, much better way to figure it out, other than just wiggling a sprinkler. <laughs> well, <laughs> usually, usually by the time you you've got to the sprinkler to the point where you have a thread or two left, there's no way that you're ever putting that sprinkler back in if it's got any kind of pressure on it. That's right. And, yep. uh, yeah. So it, and when the fitter is standing on the ladder with a, a five-gallon bucket, going to catch the water that's in the drop. Uh, as we talked earlier, the sprinkler is going to end up at the bucket. The bucket is going to fill up with water in a matter of seconds. The fitter is going to drop the bucket. And then you have, what, 40, 50, 100 gallons per minute flowing in a space. And you're not going to shut that valve off for many minutes because you don't even know which one it was to begin with. Now you got to find the one that's actually flowing. So. That's right. Yep. So Tom, so Tom, Tom just actually described pretty much the uh, the YouTube video that we have. Uh, a good customer came up from uh, from Atlanta to our uh, factory here in South Carolina uh, for the for the explicit purpose of uh, testing out the Sheroff tester. Brought a couple of. Oh, I think uh -oh. Uh, I, I think Carrie just got disconnected. Hopefully right. he, can, he can call back in here soon because uh, <laughs> that's the first time this has ever happened. <laughs> well, well, while he's gone, I can tell you a couple of war stories. One okay. of them good and one of them bad. Uh, again, when I was in contracting for 21 years before I came to Reliable, um, and we had these problems in malls. Uh, one time we were working in a, uh, a wedding st dress store that was open for business, but they were putting a cloud ceiling in. So we thought, oh, sure, we're going to drop down a few sprinklers into the cloud ceiling. Uh, again, the system was not shut off. We ended up, I think it was somewhere around $120,000 worth of wedding dresses got ruined. I mean, it was a, a tremendous amount. Like, of course, you know, they're wet, get the nice black, nasty water on them. Um, and, and that was quite a loss. And we, all right. We didn't like it, and our insurance company didn't like it. Yeah, surprising. The next loss, the insurance company wouldn't like that. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but but the next loss we had, that was a bad loss. The next loss we had wasn't so bad. We were working in a sporting goods store and really got got the system shut off fast after we found out we had not to shut the correct one off, and water was spraying all over everything. But good for me and some of my friends, it actually wet down a bunch of uh, – rifle and shotgun boxes oh no and of course they couldn't sell those so we had to take the rifles and shotguns it was a really terrible thing i got you some really nice guns out of that one so. that was good of you guys to to, to yeah. you know bite bite the bullet no pun intended and uh, and take those <laughs> off the guy's hands like that that's very nice of you guys to do. generous generous bite the bullet i like that i'll have to remember that for that story okay yeah. <laughs> hey guys, sorry about sorry about that. All of a sudden, uh, his phone just clicked off, but I'm back on here. So. Yeah, that was the first time that's ever happened. Uh, the, Tom, the reaction on Tom was perfect. He just flowed right into another story. It was uh, <laughs> it was impressive. <laughs> so you're Tom's a very of, impressive gentleman. You're uh, well, base of sixty patents, and I don't even have one yet. So I mean. Pfft. I got to get off my ass. Anyways, <laughs> you were you were in the middle of telling us about uh, uh, you were in the middle of a story there. Yeah. So again, the uh, good customer came up to uh, came up to the factory here and said, "Hey, we want to uh, you know basically get some video that we can use for training purposes and uh, you know uh, just see exactly what's going on here." But uh, it, precisely what Tom described, uh, 
you know, young, young apprentice, uh, got up and thank goodness he brought some dry clothes with him, but, uh, got up on the ladder and for a younger apprentice was below him holding the five gallon bucket kind of up at the bottom with two hands. And, uh, I think we had, I don't know, 70, 80 pounds on the system, uh, pulled the, pulled the half inch sprinkler out and, uh, it just literally a sprinkler into the bucket, just like Tom said, bucket right out of the guy's hands. Uh, and then, you know, we're, we're all kind of chuckling and laughing, but that poor apprentice must've spent, I, uh, you know, five minutes with, uh, with, the you know, the old, uh, half inch, uh, open valve trying to get yep. it started up in there. He absolutely could not get that thing started. Uh, we knocked the pressure back down to about 30 PSI and he was able to catch a thread and get it up in there. But, uh, <laughs> you know, that, that whole process was, you know, a good eight minutes long and, uh, he, he would have never got it if, at the pressure that, uh, that we normally, that we were originally had at that. But, uh, you know, we were able to capture the whole thing on video and have some good fun with it. But, uh, to your point, shortly after that is when, uh, that customer went back and said, these are now going to be required on all of our trucks. Uh, we will not, you know, uh, if, if, and I don't know if they went to the point, if it's a single system, obviously that makes no sense. But if there's ever any chance that we've got the wrong valve shut down, this is part of their, uh, you know, their uh, risk assessment. And, uh, you know, they, it's common practice for them now, like you said, and, and for a, a lot of other companies as well. So, you know, at, uh, at some point, we hope the word gets out to the to the mall owners and, you know, the airports and places like that, that, uh, you know, it's just part and parcel of their, uh, you know, their building standards for for working on a sprinkler system. Mm-hmm. You were you were telling a story about the apprentice there. I've seen some videos on uh, Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that where. Uh, contractors for if they do like a summer party for their employees they'll make a game out of it so instead of having like a water game for the kids the game is to pull a sprinkler that's got like a just a hose behind it hose pressure behind it and then they got to try to get the uh the osv which you can figure out what that stands for i'm sure all on your own the osv valve um into the spraying water before uh well i guess before you get too wet but the idea is to kind of get wet and have a little bit of fun with the with the training yeah, and again, you know, it's uh, it was it was fun. We obviously, you know, we we have nice clean water. I wouldn't suggest drinking it, but uh, <laughs> it's uh, it, it, obviously nothing like what's going to come out of a, a system that's been sitting there uh, stagnant for any length of time. So uh, that would uh, tend to make it just that much worse. Yeah, nobody wants to be covered in sprinkler water, <laughs> unless you're on fire. Then, then you'll love there it. There you go. <laughs> so um, you guys have coming up in January, you have a pretty good anniversary coming up. It's coming up on your 100-year anniversary. Yeah, What's correct. Um, uh, plans already started with our uh, our burgeoning marketing department to, uh, you know, take full advantage of that. But, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's an exciting event, uh, 100 years of uh, sprinkler stuff. And, uh, I mean, Tom, you can, you can add your part in there. But... Uh, yeah, I've been in the business for, you know, 41, 42 years now. And, uh, I, I often joke, it's, it's like the hotel California, right? You can check in, but you can't check out. Check Although, out. <laughs> check out somehow. How true that is. Yeah. I had my 46 carry. So wow, 46 years, but it was fun. All of it. So. Well, I mean, you, Absolutely. 
like I said, um, people in the industry are passionate about it. So it's, it's, it's not hard to find guys that have that 45, 46, 50 years involved in the trade. Um, what kind of events are you guys going to be doing for the, uh, for the hundred year anniversary? The other thing actually before, uh, reliable is entirely family owned and operated. And I believe they're on the fourth generation, um, running the business right now. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. correct. Um, yep, we have um, some some grandsons here. Um, I actually have uh, FJ the fourth now uh, is in the business. Uh, FJ started the company, and then uh, Junior three, and and now Ford's in the business, and uh, Kevin C Junior as well, uh, representing the fourth uh, fourth generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I spoke with uh, with FJ four there. Uh, when we were in Nashville, I had a brief little conversation with him. You can hear that on a, on a, one of the previous episodes, the NFSA overview episode. Uh, he was, uh, like you said earlier, you can check in, but you can't check out. He went out to do a couple other things and then got roped back in. Yeah. And uh, we're glad to have him. I mean, uh, the, the, the stuff that our marketing department uh, is doing is just fantastic. Uh, it's just, Fresh new stuff. I mean, it's a whole whole different world than uh, than probably Tom and I've been used to. Uh, you know, I, I mm-hmm. mentioned I've been in the business for for forty some years. Uh, all but all but four of those years, uh, I worked for companies that were very very strong, reliable supporters. So even though I've been employed by the company for seven years, I feel like I've been with them for for forty. Mm-hmm. And. Uh... Yeah, that's a, so I'm family owned and operated business too. We've used a lot of the reliable sprinklers, uh, a lot of the residential stuff and the ESFRs as well. Uh, we've used quite a bit of uh, the ESFRs and the residential sprinklers are kind of the, the go-to ones we use for those. Um, is there anything else you guys want to touch out, uh, touch on before we, uh, before we get off the call here? Do you guys have any new products that you can kind of tease the release for uh, any kind of inside information we can get? <laughs> Uh, you know, it's it's kind of we're at a, a little bit of a, a, a I don't know what to call it a weird point right now, but uh, we've we've just hit the market with uh, you know with a new diaphragm deluge valve, a uh, number of other uh, products, and uh, you know not not to be coy, we uh, we're we're looking for the next the next best thing here. We need to we need to get Tom back in here, and you know Tom <laughs> used to describe. Tom used to describe his job to me like this, you know, Tom would say, I have the best job in the world. He goes, I come into work in the morning. I put my feet up on my desk and read the newspaper and think about what people need. And so, uh, you know, we're, we, we try and get that, that input from everywhere, including our tech services group and our salespeople and, uh, customers. So yeah, we're, 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 we, we got some ideas in mind, but, uh, nothing I would say imminent, uh, right at this moment. Well, you let me know when you uh, when you're ready to bring those to market, and we can uh, we can talk about them here. <laughs> Perfect, love to do that. Awesome, uh, Tom Carey. Thanks for coming on the Fire Sprinkler Podcast and talking about the Sure Off Tester. Uh, if you have anything else, uh, if anybody needs any more information, how can they get a hold of you guys? Well, I, get a hold of Carey unless you're calling me on the <laughs> golf course or in my boat. <laughs> Tom's retired. He's not looking to. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I, again, uh, get in touch with your any of your local uh, reliable sales offices is a good way. If you got technical questions, our our group can always be reached. We've got a uh, uh, 
an email address that's monitored, monitored uh, you know, five days a week, normal business hours. Uh, TechServe, T-E-C-H-S-E-R-V at ReliableSprinkler.com. Um, our go-to number for years now is 1-800-55-RASCO, 557-2726. Uh, Toll-free, again, that number's monitored uh five days a week normal business hours by one of my uh by one of my eight guys so uh, always happy to talk to people awesome if you want any more information on any of the reliable products go to www.reliablesprinkler.com uh carrie tom thanks for telling thanks for coming on today thank you chris thanks for having me take care